Welcome in. Latest episode of that SEC podcast brought to you by Twisted T and my bookie. I'm your host, Michael Bratton. I go by SEC Mike on Twitter. And I'm joined as always by my cousin Shane, who goes by Big Orange Balls on Twitter. What's up, yo, TC Homer? Hey, buddy. What's going on? What's <laughs> <laughs> the matter, Shane? You feel a little down? Uh, you know, feeling down, feeling down. Uh, your phone's on me? there. Yeah. Sorry. Professional. Be professional here, Shane. Shane's got his phone running. <laughs> Watching TikToks. Uh, football. Football. Okay. I was catching up on some uh, NFL action. But, no, Mike, obviously this was a rough, rough weekend. I mean, it helps. I made a little money. I mean, <laughs> you know, I'm surprised my bookie didn't send me an alert saying, you sure this is you? You know, because I've been putting money in. I've not been able to pull any money out. So that was a... Uh, that was obviously a good thing, but, uh, you know, as a Vol fan, it's tough. As an Arkansas fan, it's tough. South Carolina fans, it's tough. Army fans, it's tough. If you're out there. <laughs> Army but, fans. <laughs> but I was like, they got fans? Oh, I, I support the Army. I love the Army. Yeah. You know, but football, you know. <laughs> LSU, we kind of saw that one coming. Yeah. But other than that, man, I, again, I get it. There's some really happy fan bases. Hell, probably 75% of the people watching right now are Alabama fans just waiting for me to blame the refs, which I will. It's not yet. <laughs> but other than that, uh, it was good. There was some good football, Mike. Pinched in between some really shitty football. Yeah, no doubt. No doubt about it. So we got to start right there, I think, Shane. In case you missed it. In case you missed it. I don't think you did. Alabama beats Tennessee 34-20 to 20 yeah. in a battle of two different halves, Shane. <laughs> Tennessee yeah. up 20-7 to seven at, at halftime. Bama dominated 27-0 in the second half. First half rushing, Shane. Tennessee 100 yards on the ground. Bama 16. Second half, Alabama 122 on the ground. Tennessee 33 on the ground. So, again, and uh, I, I said red zone was going to be critical. Yeah. Vols made down to the red zone four times, came away with 13 points. Yep. Bama went to the red zone three times, scored 14, so even more on fewer opportunities. And that wasn't necessarily the deciding factor in the game, but it, it was a difference, I thought, because I, I, had Tennessee cashed in early on some of those opportunities, they had an opportunity to put Bama away. Yeah, but I felt even, well, I don't know. At halftime, I felt pretty good about Tennessee. They that was right. Whoa, is that a fair catch? <laughs> oh, your hands, your hands were pretty high there, Mike. I was trying to figure out. We're trying to fair catch something over there. <laughs> no, but uh, at end of the first half, yeah. they picked off Jalen Milrow in the end zone, went eighty yards, scored a touch. Like it was unbelievable that they scored yeah. a touchdown. It felt like, and I was like, I think they might do it. Yeah, I mean, hell, I even called you and I was like, "Let's get this emergency podcast ready." And you were like, "I know, I no, know. no, 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 hold on, hold on." And uh, but no, uh, right as soon as the second half started, then mm-hmm. Bama, I think it was two plays, eighty-yard touchdown. It was like, all right, this that's that's the mark of a championship program. Yeah, comes right out, figure things out, and at that point, I'll, even Tennessee was still winning. I was like, they got no shot in this game. That, that's how I felt. Yeah, how, how did you feel? Well, like you said, it was a tell of two halves. Um, obviously I was on cloud nine when it first happened, um, you know, the first half and, and some, I mean, it just, it, it felt like the balls were dialed in 
and, and a little bit of 22 vols was out there. It, you know, I, I think the, the, um, I guess the, the tone was set when, when I saw him go out there and, and, and when I say him, Bazooka Joe go out there and take a hit, you know what I'm saying? Like yeah. I, they, he, I could see that they are trying to get him mobile because for this offense to work, he's got to be a threat. And he made some really good plays in the first half, you know, and, but one of the things that kind of drove me nuts and, and it's been a thorn in our side is, is some incompletions. It's like, yes, I don't want to take anything away from squirrel. What squirrel did was, was phenomenal, but you know, there was some drops by some of these other guys, you know, some pivotal drops. I, I I'm thinking about the time when Joe was going 10 for 10 right there in the red zone. And, and I believe it was Thornton, but I'm not really sure. Yeah. But one of those guys dropped the ball and it's just like momentum killers, you know? So when I'm looking at that red zone, it's, it's, Joe needs that. He needed to stay, he needed to stay cooking and, and he wasn't able to do so. And then, you know, when I'm sitting there and it's 13, nothing, all I could think about is, man, we really needed to get to 21 here. That should have been 21 points because it was just a matter of time before Bama figured it out. And I think we all kind of sensed it. Alabama's a really good team, really good defense. Mm -hmm. But what I was worried about was exactly what happened was the halftime adjustments. They made them. Vols didn't. They came out here and went. Now, I get it. I get it, Vol Nation. I'm out there, and I see the rest, and I see the, the lack of penalties. Mike, I mean, you could see the tweets. Yes, this is part of it. Everybody does it, okay? And I'm not going to – the Bama fans high and mighty in their little chairs, and they're sending out their little tweets right now. But, by God, if the roles were reversed and the exact same game played with different jerseys, you'd be saying the exact same thing. Oh, they bitched about the rest for a year. Absolutely. That's what happened and last, last year. year. Yeah. Now, yeah. They got so, some bad some so calls I get, against them. I get it. Whatever. You know, and, and my part was just the – not so much that the the calls that the Vols got is the calls that the Vols didn't get. You know, it's like, why are we – I'm not saying it's picking and choosing, but, you know, if – I mean, even Lane Kiffin's out here trolling, trolling the, the, the officiating down there in Tuscaloosa. But and I would expect nothing different. And and I'm not going to say that's what decided this game because I want to be crystal clear there that that was a big part of it, but it wasn't the only part. I think play calling, obviously Joe Milton losing his his fire. You know there there was some there were some other things. The defense staying out in the field too damn long in the second half. There's reasons that Tennessee lost this game other than the refs, but. It sure didn't make it easy when they open up the second half, two plays in the second one shouldn't have been a touchdown because somebody's getting decapitated, but whatever, whatever. Okay. Yeah. I'm going through it. I'm going through it right now. How about All this right? comment from uh, Benjamin Helms? Yeah. And you can verify. I'm not doing these comments. I'm sitting here yeah. monitoring on, uh, still show that Bama's weak in the first half. I mean, that's, that's a, that's a take I'd have after yeah. this one. You know, I, I think it's more of a credit to, uh, like I said, being down, yeah. Hell, this is, uh, let me see, I, th I believe I got a graphic here, Shane. This was, uh, yeah, Alabama's biggest home comeback, 13-point mm -hmm. deficit at halftime since 1998. Oh. So I said, yeah. I said, feels like 98. No. <laughs> <laughs> too soon, too soon. But, no, I th again, I. And I don't want to take that. I feel like that take mm -hmm. takes away from, it does, because I know. I just. No, but my, my point my point is that, it, yeah, I, I troll Alabama to no end. Yeah. And I think it's fun. And I think when they uh, you know finish the season with three losses yeah. and they don't win the SEC and they, they don't even make the playoff and their fans are going to be like, 
you said we was in decay. I'd be like, that's still, that ain't the dynasty, brother. Yeah. You ain't winning anything. But coming back down, I mean, it, it obviously would be tougher at, on the road, but that's that's a mark of a good team to, yeah. to flip. And this is not the first time. They did it yeah. against A&M. They dominated the second half. Mm-hmm. Uh, so this is this is a common theme. This is an improving team. Yeah. Jalen Milrow, I called the pick. Yeah. A lot of quarterbacks, you throw a pick, the other team takes it 80 yards for a touchdown. A lot of quarterbacks fold in that situation. Jalen Mil- Milrow didn't fold. Right. Uh, so, I mean, again, I, th- I think it's a credit a credit to Alabama and the adjustments they made in the second half. And, yeah, there were, I thought there were a lot of questionable calls, but yeah. questionable calls don't call for a 27 to zero run, you know, I, yeah. never in my life. Have, no, no, no. I, I can't, I can't blame it on the refs. Well, you know, and I don't, I haven't came out with this diagram yet, but there's stages. We all do it. I've talked about it after every hard loss. Part of one of the stages of loss and grief is to blame the refs, then blame your coaches and then blame some players. And it's just, we all do it. We're, we're, we're human. We're, we, we all are, mm-hmm. but, one of the things that I'm, I'm watching this Bama team, Mike, you know, and, and I get what you're saying. You know, you've, you've, you've buried them a couple times this season. I have to never. Yeah, I know. <laughs> there'll be, <laughs> there'll be more opportunities, but there's still a possibility that this team's legit, you know, like I, the you're improve- talking about Bama. Yeah. I'm talking about Bama. I'm talking the, the recipe for a good football team in 2023, I believe you have to have a good defense, mm-hmm. if not great, which Bama does have. You've got to have a good quarterback, which I believe Jalen is becoming. And then you've got to establish a running game, a rushing attack, which they have. So one of the but the icing on the cake is this coaching staff, like you said, going down to College Station and, and and flipping that one, and then also going to this game down thirteen points. You're you know the world the the sky is falling. Nick Saban, he said, "Hey, we just got to calm down. We got to go out here. We're just down two scores. That's exact. That's the mentality you got to have, and that's the mentality he had. And um, kudos to to Bama. They they were the better team uh, Saturday. Is that right? Well, I mean. Neutral field, maybe something else happened. I, <laughs> I mean, if the head ref didn't live in Tuscaloosa, and say, you know. I, th- I think that is a that is a falsehood. I don't believe it's I accurate. Know. It's fun. It's fun. It's Reddit or whatever. You know, mm-hmm. what is it? Real estate in Tuscaloosa or something <laughs> like that. This is not. Uh, we we did this with the LSU basketball game a few years back. You know, we find out the ref is a deep LSU fan. Well, it didn't. It doesn't change anything. Right, but. You know, there are some concerns I have. One is, you know, the the second half play calling seemed real like, like very vanilla for Tennessee. It's almost like as soon as Hopple felt Joe uncomfortable back there, we stopped being aggressive. And you can't do that. Playing like Tennessee's playing right now, we're we're gonna lose more games. Tennessee's gonna lose more games. And and I, I think coming out of this, this is a game that will galvanize Alabama, but it's going to sabotage the future of Tennessee if they don't fix it. Yeah, we're, we're doing the same thing over and over again each week, expecting different results. Well, let's kick it over, Shane, to uh, Mr. Josh Heupel after yeah. the game. This is a clip you demanded be played on the air. Yep. Josh Heupel was asked about... Um, 
His thoughts on the officiating? He doesn't say much, but he says a lot here. It seemed like it's points in the second half. Your defenders were having to play two hand touch and they were like playing more of combat out there a little bit. I mean, did you feel like it was a bit one sided? Next question, yeah. Is that long enough silence? Yep. <laughs> <laughs> what's, what's your reaction to that? I get it. That's all of us. Yeah. But we reacted. I'm reacting now. I got a cigar I had to put back in the damn closet because I can't smoke it, you know? Yeah. Had it ready. We're going to come over here. We're going to have fun, drink beers, talk about the decaying dynasty. All of it out the window. And then Nick Saban at the end of the game running to the locker room all healthy and spry. It's like shit. How many more years we got of this, Mike? You know. <laughs> so I, 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 I obviously I'm I'm still going through it, but like I said, this this these two teams are on two different paths right now, and um and like I said, I the it's, it sucks. I hate to say it, but the better team prevailed. Yeah. Well, I have heard from someone within the um, Alabama. They're on the. You know, they got like 100 coaches. Yeah. Uh, one of the coaches down there, mm-hmm. they said uh, in practice, this was about a week ago. Yeah. They said, boys, watch out. He's he's on that practice field running around like a 30-year-old. Yeah. He's, he ain't going nowhere. So that's coming from inside that building. I don't – I'm just, just passing that along. But let me ask you this, Shane, because mm-hmm. we, we have some we have some complainers here yeah. on our hotline. We asked for reactions. We got one Tennessee fan. He wants to know, Josh Heupel. The Knicks, Butch Jones 2.0? Listen, I mean, it's us type of Butch Jones 2.0. Let's be honest here. I've, I've lived through some, some, some glaringly bad coaching in my day as a Tennessee Vols fan. But, my God, 28-0 run to end the ball game. You're up 20-7 to going into the half and can't, can't make an adjustment to save our life. Milton's on fire in the first half and for whatever reason. I mean, we're so upset in this house, so my two-year-old's losing her mind over it. I knew this wasn't going to be the year that we had last year. 20 to 7, and you lose 34 to 20. I, I think it's time to call Hopple Butch Jones 2.0. I, I, I don't know, guys. I mean, you, you tell me. I appreciate y'all. Love what you do. All right, how about it, Shane? Josh oh. Heifel, is he Butch Jones 2.0? He's upsetting children here in uh, the state of Tennessee. Don't put that evil on me. <laughs> don't. No, he is not Butch Jones. This is this is a product. I You give, for instance, you give uh, Heifel, Dobbs, and all those guys he had back in, what was it, 2016? They're probably going to an SEC championship. They're probably winning a natty, or at least get. Hey, sorry to cut you off. Danny here, elite commenter. That two-year-old is the most reasonable person on the call there. (laughs) (laughs) Hey, I'm telling you, man, it's just we are who we are. This is is who Tennessee is. Yeah. And clearly, you know, everybody, I'm trying not to do it. I try not to do it, Mike. I'm not saying Nico. I'm not going to use the word Nico. But, you know, for, for this like Joe Milton, we've seen it. We are at the ceiling. We are, I mean, we are hitting our our head against the roof. This is as good as this is going to get. Mm-hmm. And I love the kid. I love the I love him personally. I think he has just a, a great heart. He's got he's he's trying his best, man. He is laying it out there. I, I'm not 
faulting the kid at all. But it's like you you try to expect different results. It's it's chaos. You can't do that unless there's just something different. And what is going to change, Mike? You know, what are they going to change? What what can they change to make Tennessee besides play calling, mm-hmm. obviously, but I still think that's a little bit to do with with Milton. Well, you did call it. You said Joe Milton's got to use utilize his legs. Yeah. And he did that more than any game. And it was really effective in the first half. Now, again, there was throws behind, mm-hmm. you know, some poor decision. Like even the touchdown, which was amazing touchdown to Squirrel White. Right. My dad was like, look at the middle of the field. There's there's a receiver wide open. Yeah. Like he could have just babied that one in there and yeah. it, it should have been an easy touchdown. But w- what about my only problem with all this hypo talk and all this? Mm-hmm. I mean, you're going to get upset. You're going to do stuff like this. I get it because you're a competitor, but I think he, he should have took a little bit more blame for that second half because he got out coached bad. Yeah. Now, against the greatest of all time. Yeah. So it's not, you don't sit here and say, we got fired his ass because he got out coached by Nick Saban because he out coached Nick Saban's ass last mm-hmm. year. So, uh, but I don't know. I, I think he, I think he's got to take a little bit more ownership. That, Dude, that would be this my, my this is a five star chef, man. He's got all, He's got all the recipes. I, I guarantee it. This this system was work will work. It has worked. We just don't have the ingredients right now. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And once we have it, then Tennessee's going to be. They've proven that this can work against some of the best teams in the country. So I'm I'm not. I'm any not any issues with all, with all the fourth downs going for it? Because no. I'll t- I'll tell you, Shane. We sit here and we roast Jimbo's ass yeah. and these other coaches, and we say it all the time. Yeah. If you're going to beat Alabama. Especially on the road, if you're gonna beat Georgia. I don't care where yep. the game's played. You got to be aggressive, right? You can't be putting to them. No, I don't care how good your defense is. You have got to score points, and that's yep. why I said red zone's so important because you ain't gonna beat these teams with field goals either. Yeah, score touchdowns, go for it. And I guess you know they don't work. You get criticized. Yeah, but puttings for losers. Yeah, yeah. I'm, you know? I don't understand anyone getting mad about that. Well, maybe we're losers this one. But <laughs> I, I, on the fourth down thing, one thing I didn't like, and you can put on Josh Heifel, was the play calling. Yeah. It, it, I, w- I didn't hate the fact we went for it on fourth down. I just hate the plays that we ran. Um, you know, I, I'm watching Joe Milton. When he does put his head down, he's a very physical runner. You know, uh, the, you, we've all seen the tush push and all this stuff. It's like, doesn't exist in a shotgun for the Tennessee balls, you know, and I'm not yeah. saying that's it all the time. And I'm not saying that would work against Alabama because those boys are big, ugly up front, you know, but it, it, I didn't see the creativity. We're going to get to another game here in a minute, which is it. You think, you know, sorry, let's get, get to, we got yeah. one more. We got, oh, well, yeah. Okay. Uh-huh. I just, I saw some great play calling uh-huh. this week and it just blows my mind that, that balls couldn't get it. We had a lot of Bama callers, believe yeah. it or not, a lot. Yeah, this is the nicest one we had, least amount of profanity. So I'm gonna give credit to this this gentleman, cousin Mike, cousin Shane, Hayden here. Uh, I'm not gonna brag too much, you know. I'm just gonna give you one roll tide. I think Milton, he played well first half, but it's four quarters in football, baby. And we we're smoking cigars tonight. I love you boys. Thank you for what you do, and uh, you know, rebuild next year. Roll Tide, let's go. What a gentleman. What a gentleman. Mm. <laughs> and we got, we, uh, this guy gave us five bucks, so I'll make it. It's not my words. This is his. James Fair, appreciate you. 
Alabama goes from the worst penalized team to being perfect against Tennessee. Flawless. The refs gifted Bama at least 10 points. And that's not, my, that's not me saying. That's James Fair, $5 donation. I, I appreciate you, yeah. James. So uh, let's move on to another game, don't you think? Or, or you got any? You, uh, I mean, I could <laughs> rant all day. I mean, that's I, I try to go radio silent after mm-hmm. games like this because I say stupid oh, yeah. stuff. And, mm-hmm. and uh, but yeah, I, I've said, I've said enough. This, it was a good game. It was a close game. And that's that's why we love it. That's why it's going to mean more. It means more for these games. And and, and not say anything about Alabama, but when you just steamroll a decade of college football against a, another opponent, mm-hmm. that cigar smoking means nothing. It's it's a toy. It's a it's playfulness, you know? Right. Like it's not a big deal. This year, it's a big deal for them. Why? Because they didn't get to do it last year. And, you know, Tennessee fans. It means more because we were so close. We had an opportunity to do it two years in a row, something that, I mean, you've seen the stats floating around about Nick Saban losing. He's only done it twice, Mm -hmm. uh, two years in a row, so to 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 an opponent. So it just means more, and I'm glad that this rivalry stays intact. A lot of people want it to go away. I am not one of those. I've said it on air that I kind of like it, but truth be told, it's it's just a lot when you do win that game. So, yeah, good game. You got us. Roll Tide. <laughs> so, well, you know, you know who it was not a good game for, and that was for both these teams, Shane. We, I, I mean, I, this is a travesty of a matchup, but there was news, so let's go with it. Mississippi State Oof. goes on the road and beats Arkansas 7-3. to three. Mm-hmm. This is, uh, you know, had shades of that infamous, I believe it was Auburn-Mississippi State 3-2 to yeah. Two yeah. ball game back, back in the day, but... I mean, I could sum this one up, Shane. Here, here are the highlights of the of the game. Mike Wright, second play of the game, throws an interception. Mm-hmm. Arkansas can do almost nothing with it. They get a field goal, but yeah. still feeling good. Um, and then Mississippi State scored a touchdown to open the second quarter, and that's your ball game right there. I mean, that's that's all that happened. This was. Uh, I'm, I'm gonna read you the uh, the drive chart here, Shane, for for each of them. I got because these are these belong in a museum Shane. before you do that it's funny because uh-huh. here I've, i i spent 20 minutes bitching about the tennessee alabama game mm-hmm. and arkansas fans are like shane hold my beer <laughs> 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 now keep in mind miss mississippi state they won the ball game yeah interception punt punt touchdown punt 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 missed field goal that's your that's your winning drive chart your losing drive chart field goal punt 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 halftime Turnover on downs, punt, interception, punt, turnover on downs, turnover on downs, ball game. Jeez Louise. <laughs> oh, what a travesty. And, of course, uh, you know, the news, obviously. I mean, there's so many other things to talk. Arkansas had 12 first downs. Mississippi State had 10. Mm-hmm. Mississippi State averaged four yards a play. Arkansas averaged 2.9. And at the end of this, Dan Enos fired. Yeah. On Sunday. Anybody that missed it, I'm sure you're listening to this, you know already. But how about this, Shane? Do you have any idea? I don't know if you caught this. Do you know how much Arkansas now has to pay Dan Enos not to be their offensive coordinator? No. And it's worth every penny, but just give me a guess. Just a ballpark. And it's in the millions. 1.5. Three. Three what? million. <laughs> not to be <laughs> They can't show cause or something out of that. <laughs> Like, did you see the offense Saturday? Is that enough? Well, like, the, like he, he he's uh he was emailing pl- uh 
can't they do something? You know, if potential bomb threats can get McElwain out of here, you know, it's like the only thing that can happen is if he gets a different job. Yeah, and they whatever they pay him, Arkansas does not. So <sighs> like if he get, if he makes half a million to be Akron's offensive coordinator, that's that's half a mil. They but. What he'll do is he'll probably just pull up Butch Jones. Remember, he went exactly. to go work for Bama and got paid like ten grand a yeah. year. You know, something stupid like that. That's but, whoo, this is uh, not good, brother. Not good all the way around. This was some of the worst football I've ever seen in the SEC. And remember, this was a must win. Who's via, who's via Sam Pittman said? So, so who's taking the OC job? Uh, Kenny Guyton, the wide receivers coach, okay. and he. He, interestingly, he got brought on by the former offensive coordinator, Kendall Browse. Yeah. He had a relationship. So, and Arkansas is on a bye. Mm-hmm. So some people are thinking, maybe do they go more back to the Kendall Browse, yeah. hurry up, you know, speed. I don't know. I I don't have any information on Kenny Guyon and, and him calling plays. I, he may have done it. I don't know. But uh, so that's, they got two weeks to, to, to think about it. But point being, Shane, Sam Pittman came into this thing, must win. Mm-hmm. The AD came out here and said, "You know, we're we're we ain't quit. Yeah, please come out and support these fans or, or these players. You know, we've been away from home for five weeks, whatever it was. We're here. <laughs> they hadn't been at home since September. Yeah, and then the, to put on a performance like this, and they they were there, they were there. Yeah, Razorback fans were there. And and if I would have told you that Arkansas held Mississippi State." To seven, who do you think wins this game? You know I would have said saying? Arkansas by twenty. Uh, I mean, you know, I, I our boy Hot Rod he brought up a good point uh, yesterday on our. I love your. Uh, I always, if anybody don't know, I'm sure y'all do, but Mike does a uh, does his infamous uh, power, what do you call it power rankings, mm-hmm. whatever. Um, every Saturday after the games, and one of the things that uh, Hot Rod brought up was, you know, are we are we going to lose sight of one of the best defense? Like you want to talk about defense turnarounds in Arkansas. Is that going to be squandered by the, the, the performance of, of this offense? You know, is that going to be overshadowed because they played out of their damn minds to, I think they held Mississippi state to one and nine on third downs or something crazy like that. I mean, it was, it was unreal stats, but couldn't, Two, two for eleven. Two for I mean that's crazy. That's winning football. That's absolutely winning football. And and I, and I don't want to you know just shit on Mississippi State because you know prior to this game I told you that this defense is not going to get fixed in two weeks Mississippi State and and man on the opposite side you can't say one's good or not good without saying Mississippi State didn't take a big step forward because that Ar- that Arnett defense brother came alive and was unstoppable. I mean, they shut well, KJ Jefferson down. I'll come, I'll catch hell for this, Shane. Yeah, I'm not giving them any credit, Mississippi State. None. Really? Because I think Arkansas is that piss poor. Jeez. I mean, it was literally. I know I every know. drop back. I mean, it's it was basically like KJ had to take it on himself to to get a couple yards. Yeah, because they can't protect. But even when he had receivers, have no separation. Yeah, they're down. They're running back. I mean, I, I can sit here and make excuses, but it's just it's just awful. Well, and play calling. Yeah. I mean, you know when you're. When you're doing draws and three three yard screens on on a two minute drive, you know somebody's getting fired, and uh, you B, know that BP Dan Danino's Dan getting a million for every point scored on Saturday. <laughs> oh man! Hey, I will say this: I, I'm seeing a lot of even though they just got kicked in the teeth, 
I've seen a little optimism there, you know, trying something. They're doing something. They're going to try to fix it. You know, I don't know if Sam's doing this to save his job, but. You see this guy over the weekend? Yeah. <laughs> this this sums up Arkansas football right now. You know what? Oh, geez. It this, does. This poor guy here. But, man, I, there's a lot to say on this game, Shane, and we'll, we'll keep, we'll get to some more of it. But these are some other clips you wanted to play. There was, there was one where they were late to kicking a field goal, mm-hmm. and because they sent the team out there, they had to take a delay a game, yeah. even though they had timeouts. And even though there was a delay, kind of felt like it was still in Little's range because he's got such a big leg. Right. Um, here's Sam Pittman on that. It's, this is not, not good. Yeah, Coach, the field goal try, um, what happened there? No timeout. Um, I had – uh, decided it was fourth and four, I think, maybe fourth and three, um, right in Cam's uh, range. And I didn't know what to do, to be perfectly honest with you. So I was probably about eight seconds in on the 40-second clock, maybe 10, and I decided to kick a field goal, and we didn't kick it. We didn't get it off in time. That's that's the truth. I did not want to call a timeout at that point because I wasn't for sure. I even wanted to kick the field goal, to be perfectly honest with you. And we kicked it down to the two or whatever, and then the fans got really involved in it. But, Trey, to be honest with you, I didn't know what to do. I didn't make the decision fast enough. And uh, once I got it in there, I thought we had plenty of time to kick it. But at that point, I wasn't going to – burn a timeout because my feeling was I wasn't for sure I was making the right decision in any way. Now, we praise Sam Pittman, Shane, for keeping it real, being honest. Yeah. You probably should have lied, right? Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, <laughs> you can't say, well, I didn't quite know what to do. You know, we eating. I mean, that's he basically he's saying that's on me. Yeah. And I don't know. I mean, year four, we can't. We Again, he's being honest. I get it. But. That that can't be that can't be the no. answer. You know what I mean? And no. and it's got me thinking. And I've said I was trying to. This is what I was trying to hint at uh, last night on the power. It was late. I'd been drinking. I was out of it. But I mean, I have no answers for Arkansas how to fix it. But I think what sometimes you got to talk. Well, no, no, no. Oh, okay. L- let me finish here, yeah. Shane, because I got this is a brilliant point. You're going to want to hear it. Okay. But they were out on Barry Odom, yeah, which was stupid as hell. Because they got injured, and I get it—the defense turned around, so everybody's like, "See, mm-hmm. Barry Odom was a problem." Well, Barry Odom's six and one at UNLV, yeah, and I get it. Like maybe that's not the greatest program, but I think he leaned heavily, obviously, on Barry Odom, yeah, dur- during his time there, and it's showing now when he doesn't have that guy to lean on to help him with a lot of this stuff. And um, I, you know, I hate to say it, but I think he's he's in over his head a little bit. Yeah. No, I, I like you said, there's there's. There's time. There's times you need a lie, and there's times you don't. This was definitely one. I love how honest Sam is, but you know, sometimes you're you're talking to your wife. You know, and she, do you like the dress? Does it make me look fat? <laughs> no, it doesn't, honey. You look great. This is this is the kind of conversations you need to have sometimes in those meetings. You don't need to be completely truthful. Right. At least you don't want to give the impression that you didn't know what you were doing. Yeah, and uh, because we already have that, sometimes we already have that impression, and then you come in here, double down in it. That's not, that doesn't give you warm fuzzies that that this program's in good hands moving forward. So that's that's one thing you got to be careful on. Now, as far as uh, this OC job, I, it, it's it's came. I don't think they, I don't know. I don't. I don't. I don't know if Sam's in jeopardy of losing his job. You know, because money's an issue. 
there in Arkansas. Mm-hmm. But I, I think, like you said, it would. I think if he loses out, he's gone. No, no matter what, yeah, but, he, he can't lose out. But what if they don't? You know, I mean, they got a very manageable back half of the schedule. Mississippi State was one of them. Yep. But that there is. Well, we did have a caller that addressed that very thing, Shane. So let's get to that, and then, then you can finish your brilliant point. Mm-hmm. This is a short one here. You'll you'll like it. Hey, cousin Shane, cousin Mike, it's cousin Austin here. Got about them Arkansas Razorbacks, and uh, man, you know, you guys have been saying that these uh these next games are all winnable, but uh, I'm more curious about what the hell type of twisted tea you guys are drinking, or should I say, how much you're drinking? Because what the fuck was that? <laughs> he may have a point there, Shane. He may, but but pull up we, that schedule. Let's see it. Let's see it one more time. All right. Yeah. So I mean, we're still we can we can still make a bowl game. Believe it or not, we got to win out. But uh, here's the the remaining four. Yeah. And keep in mind, they got two weeks to prepare for Florida. That's the next one. Yeah. In Gainesville at at Florida. Mm-hmm. Auburn at home. Yeah. Which has no offense. Right. FIU at home. I don't know anything about them. And then Missouri at home, which is red hot. But again, you win out, yeah. you make a bowl game, but uh, that it, it feels like you're going to lose at least one of those, if not two. You really needed that Mississippi State one. Well, Sam, sometimes I'm extremely honest, and maybe, maybe you look into rental vehicles. You know, rent U-Hauls. They got a... I'm not saying he's going to lose his job. I don't think it's going to happen. I really don't. But it could. It, it could. It very well could. And what if Dan Enos was the pro- justice? What if if they went out? Enos was the problem. Confirmed. Who would you hire? So mm-hmm. you, you mentioned. I think it's, it is important. Somebody maybe with some head coaching experience or something like that. Uh, is that something that you think Sam would look at for an OC moving forward? Uh, I mean, you, you don't want to be too extremely different than the last guy because, again, that's kind of what got us in trouble here mm-hmm. um, when you recruit a certain way. So uh, what, do, what do you think Sam's going to be looking for? Like, what do you think if you're looking at resumes? Man, I think you're, is anybody you're, you're looking way too far down the road. Yeah. He's trying to – he must win several of these games. Yeah. I don't think he can be sitting here – thinking about the offseason and what he's going to do without KJ to get this, you know what I mean? I know, man. I don't, I don't I think know. he's going to make it if they keep, if they play like they did on Saturday. No, I know. I, you can't, you, there's no no way in hell you can bring I only him back. see one winnable game now. After if after last week. Now, they may change things, but FIU's the only one I see. And mm-hmm. even if you win that one, I, I don't, you're right. They're going to fire him. And then we had one more call. It was pretty epic, Shane. This is this is sad. I don't agree with this caller, his comments, but it was pretty original. So I figured I'd, we'd give him a shot on the show. Hey guys, this is your boy Ozzy Maverick here, Arkansas fan, calling again after another loss. All I got to say is this: in my program, there is a problem. His name is Samuel Jumpit, man. Ever since he hired Jimmy Sexton, things have not gone so well. Here we go. Throw Sam Pittman down the well. Uh, so my program can be free. I'm tired of his fat ass coaching in the greatest conference SEC. So throw Sam Pittman down the well and take Daniel Enos. 
I'm tired of seeing his offense. You get the gist yeah, of it, yeah, Shane, yeah. but I didn't know he was going into second verse there. So. <laughs> <laughs> uh, obviously, obviously, you know, Arkansas has had some dark days. They're in some dark days. Yeah. Um, you know, but I, but again, this game wasn't just about one team. You know what I'm saying? Mississippi State is like four wins in now. You know, there's a real shot that they make a bowl game. And then here we're talking at the end of the season how bad Mississippi State was. Maybe. Yeah, I'll throw up their schedule. How about it, Shane? So you're right. We're at four, four and three. Yeah. Mississippi State. Here's who they've got remaining at Auburn, Mm -hmm. Kentucky at home, which if they come off the tennis, if they get beat by Tennessee, they're going to be hurting. Yeah. At AM, who even knows if Jimbo's going to still be there by then? Southern Miss and then Ole Miss in the Egg Bowl rivalry. Crazy, crazy things happen. You feeling pretty confident now after that seven to three victory that Mississippi State can go bowling? Well, not confident, but I am I am feeling better that the defense that that was our biggest concern. You know, when Will Rogers was over there, we we were putting some points up against some of these teams. We just weren't able to slow the opposite team down. And now it seems like, hey, we figured that side out. So, and I'm not just basing it off one game, but this was a huge step forward for Mississippi State, I think. And I don't think Mike Wright's your future. Obviously, he had a shot. Mm-hmm. Uh, but, you know, Will Rogers, I don't think is – I think we'll probably see him sooner than later. He didn't look that too banged up, you know. No, now here's here's a one thing to worry about though. Well, I don't worry. That's the right word. But well, they did only score seven, but they won the game. Yeah, they won the game with Mike right. Wright. They probably would have won this game with Will Rogers, but mm-hmm. con- considering they brought on Mike Wright and then they signed a uh, high school recruit out of Nashville, yeah. who's a dual threat type guy, it leads me to believe that they that's kind of the, more the avenue they want to run this offense. So maybe just Will Rogers is a poor fit. I, I guess what I'm getting at here is, can you can you bench Mike right now that he won you an SEC game? I don't think you can. Yeah, that's true. But uh, but but if Will Rogers comes back, I, I don't know. That now they might be in a in a tough spot there. Where, well, I, I yeah, I guess I'm talking out both sides of my mouth here because, you know, one thing I wanted to see was a full game from Mike right now. We got to see it. Was it pretty? No, but there was there was some. There were some sparks in here, some some drives that did get continued because of his legs and his running capability. But right, they, ooh, buddy, they. I mean, <laughs> they, we can't just talk about how bad Dan Enos' offense was and not say about how bad Mississippi State because at sometimes it is non-existent. It was almost like they were just trying to play keep away there at the end. Right. So I don't know, man. Maybe you're onto something. Maybe you can't cut him right now. You want to keep him in there because. If your quarterback finds ways to win, then that's who you need out there. Yeah. All right, Shane, how about the game the commenters are dying to get to here, Shane? Never would have imagined that Mizzou, South Carolina would be such a hot topic here, but Mizzou continues to own them South Carolina Gamecocks, 34-12, to game that was not even as competitive as that. I mean, it's a lopsided score, but it wasn't not even that competitive, in my opinion. Uh, I mean, Mizzou got rolling. They mm-hmm. were up twenty-four to zero. How about this, Shane? When Mizzou was up twenty-four to zero, 
South Carolina had 73 yards in the ball games. <laughs> South Carolina kicking field goals down 18 with 10 minutes left. It made no sense what they were doing. Mm-hmm. Uh, Spencer Rattler just getting destroyed week, all game long. Uh, rushing advantage, Mizzou 220 to South Carolina 69. I love to cite these red zones. Mizzou, four trips, 24 points. South Carolina had the same number of trips, four trips, nine points. This was complete and utter domination. I don't want to say they shut it, shut it down, but I, yeah. they knew at 24-0, like, yeah. we got this. You know, so they, I think they kind of slept, walked through the second half, and I don't want to say let South Carolina back in because, again, they dominated them, but at no point did it feel like South Carolina was was going to win this game. And I, as as they, they are screaming, Shane, for us to just anoint Mizzou and put them all, you know, in, you know, their SEC elite and all, and they've earned all that talk. But my main takeaway from this, and I, and I hate to do this, Shane, because this is the point of season where we're, we're firing everybody. Everybody sucks. Yeah. We, we, we got to blow everything up. I I'm not a believer in that. Yeah. I think you, you screw up royally if you do that every time you have a chance. But, and maybe I'm, maybe I'm reading too much into this because I have for a long time, been a defender of Shane Beamer, and people get mad when I because I think he's a good coach. At least his first two years, they've overachieved both years. But when you sit here and call your team out like he has done, yeah, it looks kind of like they quit on him. Yeah, that's what it looks. It, I mean, I think Mizzou made him kind of quit, but quitting's quit. That, right. That's how I saw it. What's What's your thoughts on all that? Yeah, I don't know about quitting, but it did feel like obviously Mizzou was in control the entire time, like they could pick and choose what they wanted to do mm-hmm. on both sides of the ball. And, and and again, South Carolina had opportunities to kind of get back in this game. Obviously they, they squandered that. No, re- I mean, they didn't nothing but field goals and, and you could sit there and say, well, if it were 28, you know, this could have been a, this could have been a hell of a matchup, but it just felt like this defense was in that bend, not break mentality. Like, okay, it's all fun and games till it gets to third down. And then what was their what was a uh, uh, South Carolina's third down efficiency? It can't it cannot be good because it seemed like that was the green light for this defense to do something. Three of thirteen, you know it, it, that's that's what I took away from this game was that Missouri was just in control. Six sacks for Mizzou, they were all over them. Yeah, well, and then so you go on the other side. You know, Rattler, again, I still think I'm going to stand behind this. He's one of the best quarterbacks in the SEC. Yeah. And when given an opportunity to breathe for a minute back there, and they started rolling him, trying to get him, you know, a little bit of space, that's when he did his best because he was actually able to look downfield and progress instead of just tuck and try to survive. Um, So, Obviously, this offensive line is is one of the worst ones to ever come through South Carolina and and the defense. Yeah, I get it. Everyone wants to fire the defensive coordinator, but uh, you know, I don't know if the defense was exactly the reason they lost this game. It felt to me like it was again the same same song, man. It's just that offensive line. Yeah, and and I, so I kind of buried South Carolina in the the opening there, Mizzou. Most complete game they've played this season. Perfect, yeah. And that's not a, perfect, but that's yeah. exactly what you want to be doing this time of year. Mm-hmm. Get, getting it now. They got the defense rolling. Yeah, they were. I mean, there was runs. Shane, they had a first and ten at 
uh, uh, yeah, first and ten, they run Cody Schrader off tackle. Yeah, he didn't get touched. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I mean, you you got to touch a guy with yeah. your t- you know. I mean, that's that's where the defense is supposed to get better down there. But uh, I mean, they were just doing whatever the hell they wanted. Just right. south. and shout out Cody Schrader, hundred fifty nine rushing, two touchdown. Brady Cook, one ninety eight. That that touchdown Luther Burton caught mm-hmm. the first one of the game. Looked like Willie Mays. I don't even know if he saw the ball till like the last moment. He's, he's crazy. Caught it crazy over two man. guys. You know what I mean? He's the best receiver, I think, in the country. But, um, yeah, this this is exactly where you want to be if you're Mizzou. You know what it reminds me? They probably don't want to be compared to him, but it reminds me a lot of Ole Miss. Like, every week, it's, you know, they change. You know, one time we may have a, a, a running game. We may have a passing game. But somebody is going to put up some serious stats. This week, it was the rushing attack, you know, and I love the play calling because it seems like they go to whatever the hot hand is. They don't try to, you see a lot of these teams try to force something, you know, force these guys to get involved, force the running game like Arkansas does. Uh, But this one, it, it just, they ebb and flow and it's okay. The running game, the rushing attack's taken off. Okay. Oh, let's, let's. I love the play calling and getting Cook's legs involved again. That's one of the best things. He's one of the most mobile quarterbacks out there. Nobody realizes it until he takes off and runs and scores a touchdown. I mean, right. uh, Mizzou is is hitting on all cylinders right now. Scary, scary damn team to play right now. And we got some Mizzou fans, Shane, throwing us some money. So appreciate your first. Shane, I'm going to butcher his, his name. I apologize. Korshkin, Shane Korshkin. Mm-hmm. from my cousin. From one Shane to another. Yeah. Thank you for believing in Mizzou. It's embarrassing that we have to share our name with South Carolina's head coach. That, that's his <laughs> words, not mine. And then Gerard Leathers, he, he gave us 10 bucks. Appreciate you, Gerard. Beamer's broken toe and Cousin Shane, after 17 coldies, would have been better on the O-line than the <laughs> Jags <laughs> Oh, that's oh great. That's great. Yeah. But hey, so this this is another clip that Shane. Oh God! Just shut your mouth. He baby. wanted this to be played, and I got a little fun story here. Re- this is real brief here. To do going forward. Hopefully, with all the expansion and facility projects they're doing here, we can maybe find a better post game press conference room with that new development that they're doing out here. <laughs> And hey, I I I got a I have a Josh Pate moment here. Yeah, I feel I feel like I'm a big big timer now. Yeah, because on Josh Pate show he always talks about he picks up his phone. Oh, I got all these coaches. I don't get these coaches calling me that often or anything. But I did have an SEC coach reach out with that clip, and they said, "What in the hell is going on with Shane Beamer and all this?" So I thought that was. But the point being, I mean his his act is wearing thin. Yeah, in in the SEC. Mm-hmm. And should Shane Beamer give a shit about that? Probably not. But, you know, you don't want to have enemies either. Yeah. You know what I mean? So, I, I, don't, I don't know. I mean, we, we've got to, we've got to, again, and I've, I've defended him. And I said, I like the passion. I like, you know, some of the things he says in these interviews because I think he's, he cares and, and he yeah. wants to win. But not everything needs to be said, you know, and certainly not calling out your players or anything. Yeah, the calling out the players is, is the big one for me. Um that's what we can do, fans. That's right, fans, right, right. You know, fans call out, not your player, not your head coach, because, again, it gets in the locker room. All it takes is one viral clip that you put out there 
to get picked up by one of those guys and they're sharing with their buddies there in the locker room. You'd be amazed how many players reach out. You'd be amazed how many burner accounts are out there in South Carolina. <laughs> we know where it's at. So. <laughs> but it, it, it gets back to the players. And because we are going to talk about that, we've been talking about that. So don't be the don't be the news. Let your players be the news. Let your, you know, let your, if it's a bad one, then it's on you, coach. That's why you get paid the big bucks. Yeah. So uh, you just. And we had a, we had a great call here, Shane, from a Mizzou fan. I think you'll appreciate this yeah. one. Woo! Mizzou is seven and one and drink with this Shane Beamer's daddy. Well, I guess he broke another foot after this game. Time to take care of UGA in two weeks, boys. M-I-Z. Oh, so my gosh. I, I don't want to look, you know, there's so many games between now and then. Yeah. But what is your thoughts, Shane, as the biggest Mizzou homer mm-hmm. out that's not a, you know, a, a graduate or anything like that? But I, I think it's fair to say there's literally no one that's been all in the Mizzou bandwagon hyping them up as much as you yeah. since the summertime. So now that we're 7-1, and one, now that we're playing our most complete football. Yeah. Thoughts or early thoughts, not asking you to predict the game or anything, but just thoughts heading in to this epic Georgia matchup in Athens in two weeks, considering Mizzou's going to have two weeks to prepare, and Georgia's going to be coming off a very, very physical game against Florida. Thoughts on that matchup? Man, uh, don't get too cocky, obviously. Don't want to do that, but you're there. You control your own destiny right now. You you are behind the wheel, and by God, this vehicle is a humming right now. Every the everything is attacked. It's not like you're, you know, you see a lot of these teams that are superficial and they got duct tape here, and you know maybe this will work, but it can't go over sixty miles. No, this 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 car is moving, and it has an opportunity to do something that nobody thought could be done at the start of the season, and that's win the East. Mm-hmm. You, they come out here and they beat Georgia. I'm telling you, man, that place is going to implode. Missouri, you're on the map. People are talking about you, and I think what that's what gets lost in all this. Now that people are understanding, I mean, for how long were you not in the top twenty-five but deserved to be? We talked about it. Yeah. You're now there, and people are talking about you. That's so important for recruits. You don't have to just recruit in-state talent anymore. When they turn on the film, they're watching one of the best quarterbacks in the SEC. They're watching the best wide receiver in the country. You know, you got another wide receiver that I would argue would be a starter on any team in the SEC. So you got Schrader finally. I mean, it's you've got it. The defense is coming around at the right time. So you don't need any pep talk from from us talking heads. You know what I'm saying? Because nobody, none of them were giving you anything at the start of this season. It was everybody against you. And I think that's why this locker room is so tight right now. This is a brotherhood that is going to go out there and they're going to play the best football game when George, when they go down to Athens. I'm looking forward to it. I can't wait to see. I, I just, it's going to be exciting. We should, shit, they are, we should go begging you. Lock, lock, lock up the dogs down, huh? <laughs> <laughs> One more call. I, th- I thought this was pretty interesting. I want to get your thoughts, Shane. Cousin Mike, Cousin Shane, what's up? 
That's Cousin Jake, man. What a ugly, ugly loss for them Gamecocks, man. Once again, Beamer, baby, looking like much champ 2.0, just kicking sad field goal after sad field goal just to try to make it look better on the scoreboard, man. Terrible play calls, terrible defense, whatever. I mean, at least it's almost women's basketball season, you know what I'm saying? Go, Cox. Spurs up. Don Staley, at least she's the GOAT. Let's go. Roll. I, I got to be honest with you, Shay. This is the first time we've heard, well, it's almost women's basketball. Yeah, I mean, they're, new, yeah. they're really good at that, so we'll give them that. But uh, Shane, Shane Beamer, again, I, I know I just I, I went on him pretty hard, but I still think he's better than Will Muschamp. What, what about you? Yeah, I'm not I'm not giving up on him. But I, I, I will say this, similar to Sam's situation, some of these coaches have to have home run hires for coordinators. Yeah. They, it's, it's so important. It's vital for that program that for them to succeed, they have got to have fantastic play calling on both sides of the ball. You can't, you can't be at a program like that and expect to win. I mean, you look at what Mizzou's doing, you know, yeah. just if we could redo our coaching, I would have them at the top because they're just, they're dialed in both sides. So it, it's, that's where we're at. So I, I think Beamer has got a bright future in South Carolina, but some changes are going to have to be made at the end of the season. And obviously losing Rattler, I'm going to tell you right now, Mike, that's that's what everybody's going to say next year if they take a step back, mm-hmm. is they squandered an opportunity with a with an NFL quarterback. And, you know. And, but to and, your point, Shane, these Mizzou fans, they're on cloud nine. Yeah. Let's keep it real. Yeah. How many of them? Wanted his ass out of here. You know? Not a single after, one. <laughs> not a single one. Many of them. After, yeah. what are we doing here? We're just six and seven, yeah. whatever. So, I mean, the point I'm trying, I'm not trying to say he's a bad coach or yeah. this is a fluke. I'm saying sometimes you got to stick with your guy. Yeah. And th- this is what you get out of it if you're Mizzou. Yeah. You know, you get a year that it collides and, and they can take, I mean, they're killing it in recruiting. Mm-hmm. They're Rumor is they may land another five-star this week. They, yeah. They've already landed top defense alignment. So uh, Mizzou ain't going anywhere. No. As long as he keeps making s- solid coordinator hires and, and developing these players. I mean, yeah. it's, it's a hell of a time to be a Missouri fan. They're expanding down there. I mean, you know, obviously they haven't worked on the interview rooms, but <laughs> you know, <laughs> I'm sure at some point that one's going to be included. But uh, no, that, both of these programs again. Um, I, I'm not. I'm not burying South Carolina. I am this year. You know, the the, the rest. Of, I mean, yeah, the wheels have kind of come off yeah. this year. I mean, because you're going through the list of, of games they've lost, and then you're like. Well, Tennessee, maybe they're not as good as we thought. Oh, oh North Carolina lost to Virginia. You know? Right, right. It's like, so they're another at, at one. Least, at least Clemson sucks. You know, you got that going for you. Best you, best two and five in the country, South Carolina. <laughs> yeah. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. But they got many winnable games here, yeah. potentially. But still, unlikely to make a bowl game. No. Yeah. But hey, Shane, uh, we got to remind the audience. You want to be on the winning side, head on over to mybookie.ag today. Put in that promo code that SEC. That's T H A T S E C over at mybookie.ag today. And they've got a special offer for all our listeners to put in that promo code. It's uh, 200 cash, is what they're calling it. $200 instant cash to wager with today over at mybookie.ag. This is the number one way 
to help the podcast grow. And Cousin Shane just nailed his lock of the week. Back, I got baby. mine. I don't know how in the hell we both did it, but I think that may be the first, point. That's the first time this year. But, uh, yeah, head on over. Fade Shane, you're more than likely to win. Although you got the glasses on, so maybe mm. you're on a heater over at my bookie. You know what? Well, I was thinking about that. You know, when I did my picks the the week before, mm-hmm. I didn't have the glasses. I made my picks before I got the glasses. Right. So technically, this week was the first week with them. Maybe you can read the lines huh? better. <laughs> Are you ready to elevate your college football game day experience? Check out Twisted Tea, your go-to game beverage for college football fans. Twisted Tea is unlike any hard beverage you've had before. It's made with real brewed tea and picks a flavorful punch, 5% alcohol, and no carbonation, delivering the perfect balance of taste and refreshment that goes down smooth for every game day occasion. No need to settle for the usual. Twisted Tea turns up any occasion, especially when you're cheering on your favorite SEC team. Twisted Tea, the drink that fuels fun and celebrates your love of college football. Keep it twisted. Podcast is also brought to you by Game Time. Head on over to GameTime.co and use promo code that SEC T H A T S E C for twenty dollars off your first purchase. Buying tickets to your favorite events shouldn't be stressful. Game Time is a fast and easy way to buy tickets for all sports, music, comedy, and theater near you. Game Time is the place for the last-minute ticket sales. Forget planning months in advance. Game Time has deals on tickets right up to the day of the event. Head on over to GameTime.co. Snag tickets without the stress. Download the Game Time app, create an account, and use code THATSEC for 20 bucks off your first purchase. Terms apply. Again, create an account and redeem THATSEC for 20 bucks off. Download the Game Time app today. Last minute tickets, lowest price, guaranteed. Well, speaking of that, that, uh, your my bookie lock, Shane. It was Ole Miss yep. beating Auburn 28 21. And this is another one, Shane, where I I mean there was 10 combined three and outs. There was four turnovers. Mm-hmm. Not a pretty game. Ole Miss don't give a damn. You no. go you go on the road in this league, you win, you move on. That's that's the end of the story. But I'm left scratching my head, Shane, with what in the hell we're doing at Auburn. I don't know if you caught this during the broadcast, but so they started Robbie Ashford. Yeah, And they said, Hugh has decided when Robbie Ashford's the quarterback, he's calling plays. Mm-hmm. When it's Peyton Thorne, yeah. hey, let the, the other guy call. I mean, what the hell are we doing here? I mean, and it, and it shows that, the, I mean, Shane, we went into the, the fourth quarter and Auburn had 26 passing yards. Yeah. And I get it. Ole Miss is much improved on defense. They ain't that improved yeah. to where you don't have 27 <laughs> passing yards heading into the fourth quarter. I mean, this is a damn travesty. Of, of an offense, and again, I'm trying not to jump on Hugh, but all this hype, and and, and I, don't, I don't know, man. I don't know if this team's going to – we kept saying, hey, they're going to surprise somebody. Mm-hmm. I don't I don't think it happens this year because they're so awful on the offensive side. Now, the defense, the defense is playing pretty well. Uh, they kind of – I don't know if collapse is a fair word. They gave up 14 points in the fourth quarter, and it, right. it lost them the ball game essentially, but – I think that has more to do with Ole Miss having all these weapons and and finally putting the pieces together to to score a couple times. But I don't know. I'm very, very, very disappointed with Auburn. We thought they'd get better as the year went on. 
they seem to be just stuck in the mud, particularly on offense, and it, it's killing them. Yeah, <laughs> particularly not. There's no particular. That's is where it's yeah. at. This defense, I, you know, Auburn's defense is legit. And, you know, I, I'm I'm watching it, and I'm like, how many teams in the SEC would kill to have that defense right now? Yeah. How many undefeated teams probably? Because Auburn has got a really good defense. And they – and I, I will say this, Ole Miss is a tough, tough, tough team to contain. And they – I mean, they did their best job. They, they held them to as little amount of points as possible. But mm-hmm. when you have – good possessions and, and, and opportunities for your offense, but you, you sit out here and watch it, and it's so one. I mean, it felt like – you ever wondered what high school football looked like in the 80s? It is Auburn's <laughs> offense right now. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's almost illegal for forward passing. And, and it, it kind of blows my mind that Hugh Freeze is allowed – again, I don't, I don't think Robbie is a terrible athlete. I don't think Thorne is a terrible athlete, but – sure does i think the coach thinks so because we're not getting those opportunities there there is nothing downfield and and it almost felt like it was it was just a one dimensional game i did i did worry a little bit here not going to lie cuz i was i'm always wondering like how good is this curse of mine you know yeah and for and a then, minute there <laughs> Like every time something bad, all of a sudden something good would happen for Auburn. Even at the very end of the game when they scored that touchdown, yeah, you know, I was like, "What?" They had the the uh, there was a flag there, uh, like offsides or something like that. I was like, "What you go for two, you know?" And just screw the spread up here. I thought for a second that may happen, but thank God they had the worst onside kick in the world. Which I don't get that. I, I get that you can only have so many guys on one side and one on the other. But these onside kicks are terrible these days, and that yeah. was one of the worst ones I've ever seen. But I don't want to take the, anything away from Ole Miss. Ole Miss went to a very hostile environment. We talked about this uh, on our Sunday show that I, I didn't think that Jordan-Hare was a tough place to play this year. I was wrong. This place was rocking, man. This place felt like like we were back in the Cam Newton days there for a little bit. Yep. And uh, kudos for the fans showing up. They want to be good. They want to be good. They've got a good coach. they got a bright future. But it's a rebuild, and we clearly saw that Saturday. So how about Ole Miss, Shane? We are now sitting here at, what, 6-1? and one. Yeah. Vanderbilt coming up. Mm-hmm. A&M at home. At Georgia. That's a tricky one, obviously. Louisiana Monroe at home and at Mississippi State. I mean, 10-2, and two, it looks pretty doable. Yeah. I mean, hell, they beat Jimbo every time. That That's a hell of a year right there. But Absolutely. They could – what if they go – what if they beat Georgia? 11-1. and one. I mean, are, are are we talking college football playoff? Oh, without, yeah. without winning the West, though? Absolutely. Absolutely. The one loss against Bama on the road in Tuscaloosa. By, I mean, it wasn't like you got blown out. Yeah, I, and I think that's people don't care about September. You know, they 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 care about October. They care about November. You mm-hmm, know, when the mm-hmm. when the votes start rolling in on who needs to be in, who needs to be out, absolutely needs to be considered if they win out, especially if they knock down the reigning two time defending national champs. Is it at Athens? Yeah, <laughs> I mean, you put that on your resume. You know what I'm saying? I, I think Ole Miss would kill to have that. So. Uh, they've got it. They've got it. And one thing I love about Ole Miss right now, 
is that running game's getting going. Judkins yeah, looks healthy, yeah. looks good. Bentley, I would I would argue right now those two may be the best one-two combos that's out there. I mean, those guys are f- freak athletes. Yep. And uh, they can do it catching, they can do it running. This is a scary, scary team right now. Well, and to your point, I don't know if they're they're the best because there's some good duos. Yeah. But I would say they're the best duo that has a potentially great passing attack. Yeah. So the that balance. It's the balance. Is, yeah. That's that's Jackson a, Dart yeah. has has really opened up this offense too. Mm-hmm. Not only downfield, but again, he's another one that can just I mean, he's just as good as runners as a lot of these kids. Yep. So um yeah, the offense is not a concern. It's the defense. And thank God you're going against a team that just hates throwing the football, you know, <laughs> because if they did, they would have lost this game. Let me ask you about Auburn real quick, Shane. Yeah. We're sitting here three and four. We got to win three more yeah. to make a bowl game. We got Mississippi State at home, mm-hmm. which is red hot. She's got a seven to three win at Vanderbilt, at Arkansas, all winnable. Mm-hmm. But they don't, this team doesn't mean they're going to win any of them. New Mexico State at home, Bama at home. Yeah. You got to win three of them. Does Auburn make a bowl game, you think, given this schedule? Yes. I, I'm I'm on the offense? wagon. Again, I get it. The offense is is at the running. The Hunter, I mean, he has I mean, he's one of the best running back. Yeah. I, I can't can't name everybody the best running back, but Hunter's been playing freaking <laughs> good too, you know. Yeah. And it's amazing that you know they're going to run the ball and still they're able to run the ball. You know, that says something. I was telling you earlier about play calling. <laughs> that little fourth down thing, that one they did at the goal line with the big tackle in the backfield, that mm-hmm. was one of the best-looking plays I saw Saturday. And and that just shows you some of the, the abilities that Hugh Freeze brings to Auburn is that the creative thinking, the outside the box. Uh, I, I, yeah, good good things are ahead for Auburn. But, but winning a, getting to a bowl game? That would be massive for this program, year one. Someone, I think, uh, just got Netflix or something, Shane. Yeah. Uh, shout out Aaron Burton. He, I, I'm going to go it to you real quick. He's calling you uh, Shane Dahmer with them glasses. <laughs> <laughs> Do you I don't think you look like that Relax. at all. <laughs> just want to take some pictures. <laughs> that was a good one. All right. Uh, final game here that we had, Shane. LSU, pretty unpatriotic, if you ask yeah. me. They beat the Army 62 to nothing. (laughs) But look at their drive chart, Shane. Just ridiculous. Touchdown, punt. I mean, that punt was awful. Touchdown, 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 field goal, touchdown, touchdown, field goal, touchdown, touchdown. Ooh, boy. And they they stifled them. Again, we knew they were going to win and win. I mean, the the spread was like 30-something points. But the point being, and again, we're not giving you any prizes for beating Army. Right. But you should get a medal or something. I I said, going into it, man. If they got to, they got to limit this team to fourteen or under. Yeah, just to show that the defense is not as pathetic as they have showed. Mm-hmm. They 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 showed a lot of improvement against Auburn, and now they've carried that over for a second week. Now they get two weeks to prepare before going into Alabama um, again. Uh, this this was a classic look ahead, yeah. sleepwalking type game, and it was business as usual. Thoughts on LSU, 62-0 over Army. Not a lot of people watch this game, mm-hmm. I guarantee it, but they may have seen one or two highlights from this one. Jaden, especially that, uh, was it the second score he had there? Yeah, was, that was a Heisman throw. 
Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And, and you got one kid reeling out there. Everybody, you know, crowned the USC kid, mm-hmm. but Jaden is the guy that's starting to make those strides. They got a big game coming up with Alabama. That's going to be his Heisman game, but buddy, he, he, he's, he's, it's teed up nicely. If, if LSU just keeps doing what they're doing, the way Thomas and neighbors and all those kids are playing right now, it, they're, it's, it's, it's not quite Burrow and, and Chase and all those guys. It's, it's maybe like the wish version right now, but <laughs> they are, they are starting to get there. You know what I'm saying? And, right. and that's what's really fun to watch about this team. Well, one, and I'm, I apologize for going backwards here, but yeah. this was too good not to share. I, sh- I meant to show this while we were talking Ole Miss Auburn, but if you, anybody missed it, Right before the game, yeah, you know they have their pregame handshake and all that. And Auburn tweeted out, "Coach Freeze and a fan shaking Lane's oh, hand." Yeah, and then Ole Miss got him at immediately as soon as the game was done. Coach Freeze and the man who won. <laughs> oh yeah, I mean you, uh, you yeah. can't be trolled when you're Auburn no, right now. No, no, this is the kind of troll. I saw Lane Kiffin; he was wild on Twitter. Yeah, you know, or X or whatever they're calling it these days, but. That that's the that's the coach we we kind of like, you know. We don't like the one that does that all week and then loses. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> we, uh, he's good at rubbing salt in the wounds, you know. <laughs> yeah, but hey, Shane. So next week we love to look ahead to yep. the to the week nine opening lines. We got us some barn burners here, Shane. I want you to guess the opening lines here. Yeah, South Carolina. At Texas A&M, what you got for that? Uh, A&M, nine. 14. Okay. All right. How about Vanderbilt at Ole Miss? Ole Miss, 28 and a half. Close, 25. Okay. Mississippi State at Auburn. Over under is set at (laughs) six. Um, So I'll go six. That's exactly what Auburn oh, six. Auburn <laughs> six to zero. Go ahead and lock that one down. <laughs> Tennessee at Kentucky. Ooh. Man. Tennessee one. Three and a half. Yeah. Tennessee though, right? Yes, sir. And then last but not least, big game here. Georgia, Florida in Jacksonville, as yeah. always, world's largest outdoor cocktail party what is the points georgia 11 14 and i think it's moved to 20 oh my gosh i think get on my bookie if you think yeah yeah. come on now so uh, you know we we were kind of discussing this uh when we were picking these games but what do you what's the biggest storylines now coming out of the sec over the weekend is it uh, is it the battle for the East potentially with Georgia, Florida? Mm-hmm. I think Mizzou's big win kind of put a little fi- fire on that. Yeah, because Mizzou still gets both of them. Right at at, at Georgia though, and then hosting Florida. So I think right now, to me, the the game of the year in the East is Mizzou, Georgia. I could be mistaken. What's your thoughts on on that? Uh, you say just in the East, the game that decides the East right now. What yeah. is that game for you? Is it? it yeah. It could is be it, Florida. If Florida wins, no, I, they're, they're in the not, driver. I'm not seat. shitting on Florida, but again, you're 20-point underdogs or yeah. 14 or whatever. <laughs> so I, I think right now, after this Saturday, it's clearly Missouri. It's and, not Tennessee and, hosting no, Georgia? No. 
No. I would love I would love to say that, but it's not. We got to see what riffs come. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Can we get a background track on these ups? So, uh, what no, if, that that for the East, I'm going to go right now, Mizzou and Georgia. And then it it has it, does it have to be? I think it almost has to be LSU at Bama in two weeks. They both have two weeks to prepare. Is that the battle for the West? Yeah, we still got Ole Miss lurking, but they Ole Miss has played both of them. Yeah, so Alabama. I'm trying to think the tattoo situation. Alabama has to lose two, right, right? correct? And Ole Miss went out, including Georgia. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's tough. Um, yeah, that's so kind of why I made go. the bet. <laughs> there's, there's so many good games coming out of the West, but I'm going to go LSU Bama right now. Right. Oh. That seems obvious too. Yeah, and then unfortunately, I, it's it seems like the rest of it is is kind of turmoil around the SEC, don't you think? With uh, coaches and there's some uh well I, again there's some other intriguing teams out there yeah uh, i'm not completely getting rid of florida i'm not completely getting rid of tennessee here those are teams that could mess things up you know uh old miss another one is, is is sitting out there i think you can't you know i don't know coaches turmoil i think that's a good one you know a lot of people good thing Texas A&M had a buy because we're not talking about Jimbo's job, right. but people are still talking about Will Jimbo's job. Will we be talking we? about that next week with South Carolina at a and I, I mean, I think if South Carolina loses in Kyle Field and, and it's a big crowd, yeah. I, I don't think those fans are not going to be calling for his job. Mm-mm. But I do think if Shane Beamer and his 2-5 and five team go on the road and beat a and I mean, we... I, we may have a coaching change by that weekend, and I'm talking South about Jimbo. Carolina wins. Yes, Jimbo gets fired after that game. Right, two but, weeks to prepare. Yeah, yeah, I, I definitely, and and you know that one of the things I've seen floating around is South Carolina is talking about their losses, and if you look at them, they're all against top twenty five teams at that time. Yeah, you know, but this is a big one too because you could say. Here's a Texas A&M team that is struggling. Yep. You know, this is your best shot to beat this one in a while, which they've done before. Mm-hmm. You know, it's just, this would be a big one for him, too, because you can't you can't use the same top 25 analogy, but then also have a coach that's about to get fired down there. Right. And, and let me ask you about this one, too, Shane. Tennessee, Kentucky, mm-hmm. both teams kind of got their backs against the wall. Um, I won't say eliminated because Tennessee, I mean, again, you still get Georgia. Yeah, you still get Mizzou. Uh-huh. You still have an opportunity to have a really good year, but I don't think you're beating any of those teams if you can't beat Kentucky. Right. Um, now I could be wrong, but that's kind of how I see it. Same thing with Kentucky. Two really tough losses, yeah. lopsided conference losses. You get At home two weeks to prepare, though. I don't know. I mean, I mean, th- this feels like Kentucky season on the line here. So big matchup, night game. Thoughts on on this matchup? Which Cameron? Bourbon bet. Baby. That's all I'm thinking about. I don't care about the records. I don't care about any of that right now. Obviously, the fans do. This is a big game. This is a talking point. And you know, I I don't think we're playing them next year, right? So I don't know if that's out yet or, or anything like that. But two years before we get this battle again. So, I think Kentucky is one of them, isn't it? Is it? I don't know. I can't remember if they're on there. I knew we lost place. some of them. I, we lost South Carolina South there. Carolina, definitely. Yeah. 
But no, Kentucky's on it for 2024. Oh, good, good. Hopefully we can keep this thing going. But the bourbon bet is obviously near and dear to my heart. Everybody knows the Tennessee Vols and the Kentucky. They used to play for a beer barrel. They don't do that anymore. Mm-hmm. Uh, but, you know, this is a bet I've got with a few guys up there. And uh, it's been very lucrative on my end. I've got a whole pantry full of <laughs> nice Kentucky bourbon, but I'm getting a little... Well, I'm a little leery, <laughs> pun intended, about this one because I may be sending some Tennessee whiskey up. So I'm going to be locking those bets up this week. That will be a fun one, and uh, and it's always a fun game. That that one right there is just, like I said, you throw the records out because it's a rivalry, and they're going to fight tooth and nail in that thing. Yep. All right. Any closing thoughts, brother, before we hop off the line? Yeah. You know, again, this was kind of a – Almost like a funeral, it felt like. It was a two-beer pod. I don't know if you noticed, but I went through them. But uh, there was a lot of good things, too, Mike. Uh, And I don't want to overshadow because sometimes it's you you like talking about the the mean, evil stuff. But, but buddy, you've got a big win on the road for Mississippi State. As, As ugly as that was, that was a big win for that team. They're now at four wins. You got a big win with Ole Miss. They are just moving right along. They're just keep keep directing that that path. Yeah. Um, I still think they control their own destiny there as far as college football playoffs is concerned. Um, you got Alabama, you know, and the refs, all those guys, they did great this weekend. They're going to continue to roll. They're going to be a scrappy team, and they're just going to keep finding ways to win. Um, and then Mizzou, M-I-Z, baby going on make you talk about dynasty uh, destiny here just keep this thing rolling all right yeah absolutely that's that's a great place to end it brother well i appreciate you as always i appreciate each and every one of you especially those that show up or in the live stream we really do appreciate each and every one of you uh, have a great week and we'll be back all week long to break down these matchups but that's going to do it we'll catch you on the next one all right see you guys Oh wow. Hey, buddy, this beer's for you, Mike, and Cousin Shane. That SEC podcast loves the Pirate, and the Pirate loves that SEC podcast. Hail State.